Good day from Sydney, Australia. This is Radio Rotary. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia. Join us for the next half hour as I speak to Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing to help humanity. And we'll be back after these important messages. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. I am honored and delighted to welcome to Radio Rotary now from the convention here at Sydney, Australia, the past president of Rotary International, Bill Boyd. Good morning, Bill, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Good morning to everybody who's listening to us today. Now, Bill, um, you've not rested on your laurels as... uh, a, pres- a past president of Rotary International, you've gotten involved with something called wash rag, which has nothing to do with picking up uh, a cloth to clean off the counter. It's a very serious and a very wonderful organization. What does wash rag stand for? Water and Sanitation Rotarian Action Group. A few years ago, the Board of Rotary International recognized that there were some huge strengths within the membership of Rotary that had very particular interests. And it made good sense to gather them together in a Rotarian Action Group. And we are the Water and Sanitation Rotarian Action Group. How big a problem is it around the world that uh, people don't have uh, clean, fresh water to drink? You know, you and I are used to that. You live in New Zealand. I live in the United States. We just turn on the tap. Fresh, clean, potable water comes out. We don't remember that it comes from a reservoir or through pipes. It's just there. How big a problem is it around the world? It's a horrific problem to those who don't have water and of course the numbers you measure in billions we we do we get become very complacent because water is so easily available and we expect it to be there but in so many parts of the world it's not there or the water is contaminated and often there are no options Some years ago, we had the situation with a lot of wells that had been drilled in Bangladesh. It turned out that there was poison in the water that had leached in um, naturally from the substrata where the wells had been dug. And so the wells that were dangerous were painted red. But the people in the area still used them because they had nothing else. And it's that serious. If you have no water, you will drink whatever you can find, wherever you may find it. There's a lot of spin-off aspects to it too, of course. Uh, The amount of time that women, and particularly girls who you would want to be educated, have to spend carrying water. The nearest water source may be two hours away and they travel two hours to pick up water and bring it back to their village. Water for them is a hugely precious commodity. But we've been in situations when we've looked at muddy, 
dirty little streams running through a forested area full of leaves and you wonder what else, that are the water supplies for a village. And often they have to wait to fill their containers because there isn't much flow. It really is a very serious issue and it expands right across the whole range of Rotary's six areas of focus into areas like literacy, into areas like maternal health, disease prevention and cure, uh, economic development, because if you have no water you can't grow crops, and peace. And sometimes the linkage between supplying water and peace seems to be rather tenuous, but in actual fact, there are villages that fight each other for a water supply. Now you mentioned disease. Uh, of course, drinking foul water will make people sick. Um, you also said that part of your group involves themselves with sanitation, the other end of the spectrum from water supply. Uh, what efforts are you making to bring proper sanitation around the world? Because I know that in some areas, for example, in the poor areas of India, the same river, the Ganges, that they use for water supply, they also use as a, as a communal universal bathroom. Mm. And that's you know, going to cause a lot of sickness. So what is the sanitation end of your group doing? Sanitation is, is very interesting in a Rotary context because it's not very glamorous. You will find Rotarians who are very interested in making contributions to the supply of water. But sanitation just sounds like something that you don't really want to get yourself involved in. But it can start, in fact, probably the easiest activity for Rotarians and Rotary Clubs and for our communities as a whole is to assist in those parts of the world where children are expected to go to school that have no toilets. Uh, it, the problem goes earlier, of course. It goes earlier when a baby is born and is fed water out of a polluted stream because there you have a health risk and in some countries of the world in particular than I can think of, the death rate of children under the age of five exceeds 25%, and much of that is because of dirty water. But children then get to school to find that there are no toilets, and that becomes a major issue. And to be very honest about it, it's not so difficult for boys to disappear into the jungle to relieve themselves. But as, the my, as, girls, my, yeah, as my wife says, the world is our bathroom. Exactly. But for girls, it is just, it's just not on, it's not fair. And as a result of that, that when girls reach puberty, the figures from India are that 23% of them drop out of school. And in Uganda, the figure is believed to be 30%. And that is because adequate sanitation facilities are just not available to them. So the provision of toilets is a very good starting point in sanitation. The United Nations Millennium Development Goals for water are very close to being achieved, for sanitation nowhere near close to being achieved. And it's difficult. How do you go into a community and tell the children that they must wash their hands? And then how do afterwards do you police it? 
and it's getting an understanding through. So it, sanitation is difficult. There's a hardware component to it, but there's a software component, which is education, hand washing, and, and just practices which do not pollute their own water supply. There are so many aspects to sanitation, and yet we're in a world where sanitation is a bigger issue than water. You mentioned education. If our listeners at home uh, want to know more about the uh, wash rag group, uh, what you folks do, and maybe how they can help, uh, do you have a website? We most certainly have a website. We have a website that we're just in the process now of upgrading and updating. But the washrag.org water site, uh, uh, website will take them through to a lot of this information, to opportunities if they wish to get involved, or just to see the stories of what is happening. We also do a regular newsletter. We've got an email list that's now at about 33,000 people that we email to tell them what's happening, um, the opportunities that are available, the people who need support in other parts of the world. So there are plenty of opportunities there. So yes, certainly, go to our website. That's wasrag.org, W-A-S-R-A-G, W-A-S-R-A-G.org, for more information about the great work that this group is doing. And uh, past Rotary International President Bill Boyd, thank you for everything you do to bring clean water around the world, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and I hope that my enthusiasm hasn't made me talk too fast. No, not at all. Great to meet you. Take care. My guest now on Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, is Kerry Kornhauser from Albert Park, Australia. She's involved with two organizations, Women in Rotary and Violence-Free Families. I'd like to say good morning, Kerry. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. How are you all? Terrific. Now, you've got uh, a booth here that talks about Break the Cycle. What kind of cycle are we speaking about? Breaking the Cycle against men being violating women. So what we're trying to do is open up the conversation so that men actually stop hurting women and being violent to women. You know, my father taught me when I was a young boy, it doesn't take much of a man to hit a woman. But isn't it true, Carrie Kornhauser of uh, Albert Park, Australia, that uh, domestic abuse or violence can take more than just physical beating? There could be verbal abuse and... Uh, emotional, abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, and um, physical abuse, is all, and financial abuse, which is one of the worst ones. So there are so many different areas, and it's one in four men who actually are doing this. So to actually change what's happening, we've got to get the community speaking to everybody else and get the community behind it so that they can actually try and help themselves and stop doing it. And what is Rotary specifically doing about it, uh, either in Australia or around the world? Okay, in Australia, in, our, in Victoria, we've got two projects. One, we're commissioned $700,000 to go with the university, and we're doing a research program on how to actually men to change what they're being violent. The other one is an online program. So men who are violating women who want to stop but don't know how to, they can do it online and they can actually be taught what to do and what the triggers are that actually is triggering them to do this. If there are people out there who are interested in more information or to look at this program you're speaking about, uh, what's your website? Okay. Violencefreefamilies.org. That's violencefreefamilies, as if it was one, er, one word, dot org, correct? Yeah, that's right. So well, contact us. Well, Carrie Kornheiser, thank you for everything you're doing to make sure that the family life is violence-free. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thanks very much for asking me. 
and we'll be back with more of our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International 105th Annual Convention from Sydney, Australia, right after these important messages. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. There's an old Australian stockman lying, dying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered around and he says, Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. They're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, where we're going to be talking with Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing today. My next guest on Radio Rotary is Mark McAnally of National City, California. He's involved with something called the Thousand Smiles Foundation. Uh, good morning, Mark, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here in uh, the convention this year. Uh, we, this is our 29th year of being uh, Thousand Smiles uh, Foundation, and we're happy to serve these kids of the world. Now, what are, you, what are you doing for children to assure that they have a pretty smile? Well, like I said, 29 years ago we started this foundation. Uh, we own our own uh, facility in, in Ensenada, Mexico, which is 60 minutes uh, south of the San Diego border. And uh, we go down four times a year uh, for a two-day clinic and provide these children with the necessary uh, surgeries uh, to fix their cleft palates, cleft lips, along with uh, the comprehensive uh, work of dental hygiene and orthodontics. Uh, for the folks at home who may not know, tell us what is a cleft lip or a cleft palate. I think it used to be called a split lip. Uh, yeah, it's it's been called different things, but mainly uh, cleft palate, cleft lip, and they're just born because of uncertainties uh, with their 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 mom's uh, hygiene and what they eat and what they intake. And and anyway, uh, we try to fix these kids so that they can go to school and not be teased and and be able to get an education and move on to get jobs and live a normal life. Well, folks, if you want to see some beautiful pictures of children who are uh, disfigured at birth from cleft palate and cleft lip and 
you see the great work that Mark McAnally and his friends are doing. Uh, they have a website. And what's the website, Mark? Uh, www.thousandsmiles.org. Give that to us once again. www.thousandsmiles.org. Mark McAnally, thank you for everything you're doing to assure pretty smiles on pretty children uh, throughout the world. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you. I'm delighted now to welcome to Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, John Sweet of Barocco, Papua New Guinea. He's a Rotarian. And his club is a very special project that helps women uh, fight cervical cancer. Good morning, John. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Um, it's a pleasure to be here this morning. Uh, uh, I'd like to introduce a, a program that we are embarking on. It's a three-year program. Uh, we are establishing a project against uh, fighting against uh, cervical cancer. Uh, cervical cancer kills uh, kills a lot of Papua New Guinean ladies, and what we are trying to do is is uh, carry out inoculations uh, to young uh, young ladies. Uh, we're targeting uh, 12-year-old, 13-year-old uh, children uh, who are currently in schools. Um, our first project will uh, will involve uh, carrying out inoculations for uh, approximately 5,000 girls. Uh, it has to be done over a period of six months. We've got to undertake three inoculations over uh, a period of uh, uh, six months. For each, for each young girl? For each young girl. So um, so logistically speaking, it will be a difficult task as we as we try to maintain a database of each one of these girls and ensure that uh, they are getting their inoculations. Uh, a single inoculation will not be effective uh, at all. Uh, uh, generally, we have found um, with two inoculations, uh, it will reduce uh, reduce the, uh, the chances and the possibilities of catching cervical cancer by about 20, 25 percent. Uh, uh, with three inoculations, it will reduce it down to about 40 percent uh, chance of uh, getting uh, cervical cancer. Uh, cervical cancer is a, is a major killer for for young uh, for uh, middle-aged uh, ladies uh, in in Papua New Guinea. Um, uh, at the moment, uh, many many uh, individuals, many young, many ladies who catch cervical cancer will will end up dying uh, because uh, the facilities are not available in Papua New Guinea uh, to to assist them. Uh, we're hoping to carry out a preventative measure by reducing the chances of catching cervical cancer in the first place, and, and this is possible through these inoculations. Now, Rotarian John Sweet of Baroku, uh, Papua New Guinea, you know, uh, Rotary has a very big press on to eliminate polio around the world, and they've run into some uh, cultural resistance or political resistance to having the polio inoculations. Um, are you running into the same kind of problem with the uh, inoculation of cervical cancer? Is there any resistance from the low, from either? cultural or religious grounds? Oh, absolutely. We will have uh, some difficulties in, in uh, educating the locals to understanding what cervical cancer really is. Uh, there is a perception, okay, that uh, cervical cancer uh, is is um, uh, related somehow to, to uh, sex sexually transmitted diseases and so forth. So it's, it, it, it's not, a, though it does it does uh, have a relationship to hormones and, and so forth. So it, it affects those who are, uh, who start to become sexually active. Um, so there is that connotation that we have to fight against uh, um, uh, in Papua New Guinea, uh, and it comes down to educating, educating through various pamphlets, uh, you know, through uh, the local uh, media in terms of what cervical cancer really is. Uh, so yes, uh, that we are having to deal with that. And speaking of education, if people want to, to learn more about this, is there a website they can go to? We are in the process of setting up a, a, a website uh, in Papua New Guinea specifically for this uh, particular project. That uh, we we're in the very very 
early stages. Uh, uh, my presidency takes uh, takes place in July 1st, uh, uh, and during that period, uh, for the next three years, uh, I will be heading this project. Well, that's great. Rotarian John Sweet of the Rotary Club of Baroku, Papua New Guinea, thank you so much for everything you're doing to protect uh, women from cervical cancer, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. My guest now on Radio Rotary is Carolyn Kruger from Butterham, Australia, one of the uh, outstanding uh, Australian Rotarians and, and other hosts that make our lives so welcome here in Australia. Uh, Carolyn, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Welcome to Australia. It's a delight to be here. Now you are involved in something called Life Straw. What is that? Life Straw is a superior watering filter. Uh, we are working on it mainly following disasters. For instance, Typhoon Haiyan, we managed to get over $90,000 worth of water filters following um, the disaster. We got it into Taklaban, the hardest hit area. Now you have a photograph here of uh, some uh, young men who I guess are African natives and they are sucking on straws that look sort of like toothpaste tubes, about that size, and they're just taking water up from what looks like a kind of brackish creek or stream. And you're saying that that device, which looks very simple, and doesn't need batteries or anything like that, is going to make sure they don't get sick from some sort of disease, right? Yes. Uh, one of the worst uh, causes of death in infants is diarrheal diseases. And the, li the life straw units actually filter out all of that bacteria. And are they expensive to make or are they reasonable? We have come to an arrangement with the Australian distributors where they supply two units for the price of one. So we're able to get a really, really good price. For instance, in Australian dollars, the personal unit is $30, but that equates then to two units. Well, that's terrific. That's less than $30 American, but you know, well worth the price to save a life. If there are people at home who might be interested in uh, getting more involved in helping get clean water out to the less fortunate and want to learn more about LifeStraw, uh, do you have a website? Yes, we do, but Rotary is a worldwide organisation. The Rotary Club of Bryn Mawr in Wales is the driving force in the UK. The Rotary Club of Fort Lauderdale is the driving force in the US. And my little club of 21 members is becoming the driving force down our end of the world. The important thing is there's more than just the personal unit. There is a family unit that you can hang from a tree. So following a disaster of floods, earthquake, where the waters become contaminated, a home unit, and we also have a huge unit called the Life Straw Community that will service a whole village. And that's about the size of the average water cooler. Uh, and this is all, the, it has, a simpli it has a, the great simplicity of being gravity fed, no electricity necessary, no special skills, no engineering involved. And you can even clean it. The idea is when you use the, the filter, at the conclusion you blow through it, which back flushes, this simple unit will last for three years with someone using it two or three times a day. And it comes with a lanyard, you can have it right around your neck. And That's it. All right? Yes. You can go to any creek, any stream, and get drinkable water. Exactly. 
Well, that's terrific. Well, Carolyn Kruger of uh, Butterim, Australia, thank you so much for everything you do to bring clean water around the world, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Well, I hope you have enjoyed listening to our special coverage of the Rotary International Convention from Sydney, Australia. My thanks to our engineer, Jay Verzi, for the superb editing job. My thanks also to the media representatives from Rotary International, Vivian Fiore and Elizabeth Minnelli, for all of their help. And thanks most of all, ladies and gentlemen, to you for tuning in to Radio Rotary every week at this same time. Till next week, this is Jonah Trebowasa saying so long from Sydney, Australia.